Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I have a very special guest I'll be introducing to you in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, good morning. Thank you for joining us today. I have the CEO and founder of a company called Brepic. And it's a, it's a word, it's a, that's a word that he made up. And I love that, man. This is a, this is a cool name. So I want to welcome Justin Breen to the show. Justin, welcome, man. Greetings from my backyard, Ken. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's sunny up there in Chicago land. Indeed. Yeah. So Justin, I, you know, I started this show to help people have a breakthrough in life. Um, right now, I think a lot of people are stuck. The uh, whole pandemic thing and everything that's gone on over the last few months has probably made it worse than it was prior to the pandemic. Um, you know, so this is about, this is literally about your story and, and the, the trials and tribulations you've experienced and how you got through them and, and all of that. So why don't we start with where you were born and raised, by the way, there will be times where it's just on you like that. So, um, why don't we start with where you were born and raised? Sure. So long story short, I was born at Highland Park Hospital, which is in the north shore of Chicago. Grew up in Northbrook, Illinois, uh, which is about uh, 20, 25 miles north of downtown Chicago. And my wife dragged me back up here. We now live in Glenview, Illinois, which is about a mile and a half south of where I grew up. And uh, we have two awesome kids, Jake and Chase, who are seven and six. So we're probably going to be staying here for a very long time. <laughs> kids will definitely do that. They will definitely do that. So, um, so you did, I mean, as that's where you went to high school and all that. Yep. Glenbrook North High School. Yep. Okay. Did you end up going to college? Graduated from the University of Illinois in Urbana Champaign. Um, got a full academic scholarship to go there. Uh, wow. East College of Business and College of Engineering have been my firm's clients. I've been the longtime. Uh, journalism chair for the College of Media Alumni Board, so I'm still frequently involved with helping students and new alumni at the college. So you went to, and you, what was your degree in engineering? Well, that would be interesting if I was running a PR firm now, although I have met a lot of engineers who started their own businesses, but <laughs> no, I was a news editorial journalism. Oh, got it, got it. Uh, didn't you say something about engineering? Yes, they'd been my client. The oh, got it. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, so, so you got into PR and journalism. What, when you got out of college, did you immediately start your own business? And, and <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just started my business three years ago. I was a journalist for 20 plus years and created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for those 20 years as a journalist. But no, 
Uh, graduating college, I remember I sent out probably 500 resumes during my senior year. I had six job offers from Alaska all the way to, you know, Chillicothe, Ohio, which is um, kind of in Appalachia where that starts. So I wound up choosing a job at the Michigan City News Dispatch, which is in Michigan City, Indiana, about uh, 70 minutes from downtown Chicago, because I thought eventually I'd be in downtown Chicago working as a journalist there. Wow. <clears throat> Chillicothe, Ohio. That's that's down here by me. Yep. Yeah. My wife was VP of marketing for a big company in Chillicothe, actually. It's a small time. world. That's what I've learned is a, you know, it becomes a big, small world when you talk to the right people. And there's always these always these really interesting connections that form. It's yeah, it is weird, man. So so you um, you stayed in the greater Chicago area. I mean, 70 minutes from Chicago is still Chicago. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. So that area of Northwest Indiana, they, it's like, uh, they call it the region, but it's, it's, it's an interesting area because it's on Midwest central Chicago time. And usually the rest of Indiana is on Eastern time. So it's kind of like just divided from the rest of the state. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, you started working at this, this place and what was your position there? What was your role? Yeah, I was a sports writer there and eventually became sports editor. Um, and then I moved up to uh, the news dispatch at the time was like a 15,000 circulation paper. Then I moved up to, as a sports editor or sports writer at a, what's called the Post Tribune of Northwest Indiana. So that was like a 60,000 circ paper and then got a job as the sports editor at the Times of Northwest Indiana, which is a 90,000 circulation paper. So slowly but surely, I kind of hopped my way from smaller paper to medium paper to bigger paper in Northwest Indiana. Wow. And then did you ever end up in downtown Chicago? Yeah. So the job I had previously to starting my own business, I was um, a senior editor at a new site called DNA Info Chicago. So was the third person hired there, helped, um, helped uh, basically, you know, start that company from nothing. And so it was really fun to to just see what, you know, where that came from and watch it build and be such an awesome news site for the city of Chicago. What, you know, you said something early on, you said that um, PR firms annoyed you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> still do. What, what about PR firms annoyed you or still annoy you? Yep, yeah, so most PR firms, um, send useless press releases uh, that yeah. are not interesting and or newsworthy. And so as a journalist, you get hundreds of these a day from people you don't know, usually in bulk email. So my firm, I do a totally different approach that's been very successful for clients around the world. <clears throat> so for the, for the average listener that, that has no idea what a PR firm is supposed to do, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. it so, I can't tell you how many times people have uh, come up to me and said, Hey, we were using this previous PR firm. We don't know what they were doing. Uh, we don't know why we were investing so much money in this. And I'd be like, well, I don't, I honestly don't know what they do either. Um, so there's like no secrets on my site. It's like, here's the four step process that I do. This is what my firm does. If you want to do it great. And if you don't, then that's fine. There's lots of other options out there, but I only work with visionaries who look at things as investments, uh, not costs and have an abundance mentality, not scarcity mentality. So in the past three months, I had the biggest quarter I've ever had in 
you know, three plus years of business. Um, cause I only work with people who look at things as investments, not costs. And those folks, they're just pivoting and investing like crazy right now. And even the ones where their businesses have really, really suffered, they're just either starting a new business or they're just, you know, it's entrepreneurial life. They're trudging forward. So yeah. when you have that mentality, then it eliminates all the noise. Um, and it, you only focus on the right people that you want to do business with. And so that's why my business has exploded. Right. Right. That's awesome, man. So what, what do you think for, um, companies or individuals that are using PR firms, what are some of the, what are a couple of the biggest, um, I don't want to call it errors, but we could call it errors just for the heck of it. Um, what, or what are some of the mistakes that they make that, that, because mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've dealt with PR firms. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Right. Um, what are some of the errors that, that you see these, these people making? Yeah. So this is a rule I live by and it works pretty well is nobody really cares about what you do. They care about who you are, but if they do care about who you are, they will care about what you do. So most of these press releases, which again, I don't read, I just, I, as a journalist, I would just delete them because I'm like, who is this person sending this? I have no idea who they are. I have no relationship with them. But when I did look at them, it's basically like so-and-so is hired to do this. It's like, no one cares about this. But if you <laughs> give people a reason to care about the person, whether, you know, what they've overcome in life, something inspirational, something super interesting, then they will care about what they do. But journalists know the difference between PR fluff nonsense and then the real deal type of story. And so, you know, that's why my firm has been successful as companies are hiring my firm because I know what a good story is. I know what, you know, something that's newsworthy that media will actually care about. And then, you know, I have sources and media contacts all over the world and I'm not going to waste my time sending them, you know, a bad PR release that they're annoyed with hundreds of times a day anyway. So you work with clients to help them get news articles out or on mm -hmm. TV or on mm -hmm. radio or, or a variety of things like that. That's correct. Yep. And, the, and in terms of a business aspect, my firm's hired for two reasons. One is to grow business right away, which is fine. And that's great. Um, and in my opinion, that's the lesser of the, the two important reasons. And the, the more important one is to get that long-term and short-term validity and credibility to help you stand out from you know, your competition that's trying to say the same thing or attract the same audience, because when you're in these high, high level, reputable news outlets, it just gives you validity and credibility. And then those links never go anywhere for years and years. And so people, when you reach out to them and then they see your company was in the New York Times or Forbes or whatever, they're like, oh, this company's legit. So pretty simple. I mean, you have, that's, that's what I think people need to understand that a good PR person or firm can do is help legitimize who you are and what your company does. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jennifer Moran says, yep, lots of noise out there. That's so true. <clears throat> there is. And, 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 you know, there are people, there are companies out here going, Hey, um, let's, let's get you on uh, PR web. <laughs> oh, God. Please. You know what? I got an email today from, Someone's like, hey, what do you think about this service? It's like 1500 a month and we guarantee this. I go, one, if someone guarantees you something, don't work with them. Two, 1500 a month. I mean, you get what you pay for, man. So it's like, really, are you going to, you're going to do this nickel and dime nonsense or are you going to do a serious approach? So like, that's what I mean. Like we kind of started this interview talking about there are two ways of looking at things in society. And so most folks, 
cost mindset, scarcity mindset, and that's fine. But the people I work with, they are like true visionaries who have a, who have who talk a big game, but they're actually executing it and they're living that dream. And yeah. because they've made investments in their businesses and brands, it's not a cost to them. It's an investment. And that's how I am with, with my brand as well. I invest heavily in, in uh, inter international entrepreneurial groups or throwing big parties for my clients or whatever, because it's all an investment. And when you look at things as an investment, it always pays off tenfold the investment that you make. So it's not about ROI. It's about investing in your business and brand and, and in your brain. So 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 if if I called you up and said, hey, man, I want to be in the New York Times or I want to be, well, I don't know about the New York Times, but I mean, like, you, good luck. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Congratulations. So does everyone else. Anything newsworthy. Um, but no, I mean, what what how do you how do you help people like that? Because mm -hmm. I've had we've had that. I've had people reach out to us. We we're a marketing firm. Mm -hmm. I've had people reach out and say, hey, I really want um, I want to be, you know, put in the New York Times with a back <laughs> to my website on there. And it's like, dude, I'm not God. <laughs> like, yeah. So if someone asked that they would never be my client. But um <laughs> So uh, I actually don't reach out to anyone really anymore um, on a higher level of thinking. What my company really is, is this giant incubator of geniuses around the world. And we're constantly introducing each other for mutual gain. And the byproduct is I'm constantly getting intros to companies around the world that want to hire my firm. So probably 10 times a day, I make these life-changing intros, intros for folks. So right before this call, I talked to someone in Australia, excuse me, he was in South Africa in Cape Town. And uh, I just introduced him to six people, either who are in in South Africa or former South Africans leading businesses in the United States has nothing to do with my business at all. Right. I just like to make these interests that are going to help him. And the byproduct is like four or five, six times a day, I'm getting amazing intros to companies anywhere that want to hire my firm. That's what business really is about. It's not about, in my opinion, my experience, it's not about cold calling and selling anything. I don't, I don't sell anything. It's just, unless someone asks what I do, I don't even bring it up. It's more about relationships and real partnerships as opposed to transactional stuff. Like that's just, that doesn't even make sense to me anymore. That God, that's so true, man, that I, I need to, I need to take that sound bite out of this. <laughs> Go for it. Out of it. Cause it's true, man. So many people think, man, if I just hammer the phones and hammer the phones and, and, and close, close, close. It's like, dude, no, man. Why don't you find out who, who people are? Do yep. what you're talking about. I, I'm oftentimes referred to as the connector, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just want to connect people. That's what I and, do. All the, the byproduct is people reach out and say, Hey man, right. I need your help. That's right. It's so, it's uh, and, and so like that's how 90% uh, of my day is talking to people like you around the world. And then they'll say something totally obscure and I'll be like, Oh, I know someone halfway around the world that thinks exactly the same way. And then they become best friends. So like, I'll, I'll just give you a perfect example of how my strange brain works. Cause I don't write anything down in anything down. It's all in my head. Yeah. So one of my clients is, um, uh, she homeschools her four kids. She's uh, Mormon LDS. She lives in the middle of nowhere, Utah. She runs a, a seven figure uh, business. And so I was on the call on a call the other day with a former three time gold medalist softball player for team USA she does public speaking. She's a high-level coach. She's like, oh, yeah, and I homeschool my four kids. So I just introduced those two based on the fact that they homeschooled their four kids, and I knew, and they were like, they thanked me so much for that a week later. They're like, oh, thanks for this. 
you know, amazing introduction. That's what business and more importantly, life is really about. This transactional stuff, it's just a byproduct of all that. And, um, you know, you talk about cold calling. When I started my business, uh, officially the incorporation date was April 16, 2017, but I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients, just basically begging. So one out of a thousand. So if you want to do that, go for it. Um, that's fine. Um, me personally, I don't like those percentages. Um, and my business again has exploded because it's all the, I just get warm intro after warm intro from people who understand that not only does my firm do a great job, but then I connect people on a global level with people that change their lives. Dude, people are, are you seeing these comments, man? Yeah. So people, when they, when they talk to me, they're like, where did you get shot out of a cannon? And so I am when it comes to, so like, and I say this all the time and people always laugh, but, um, (laughs) In terms of PR and connecting people on a global level, I'm one of the best people in the world at that. I'm a really good dad. I'm an above average husband and I'm useless to society besides that. So everybody <laughs>, laughs, but like, I'm not kidding. Like, I know what I'm really good at. I just keep doubling down on it. And it, and it's, it's never worked for me. It's constantly fun. So do you, do you smile? <laughs> yeah. My wife's trying to get me to do that, but like, I have a very dry sense of humor. That's why the name of my company is really funny because it's just a joke trolling people. And uh, I just enjoy it. It's really, uh, it's really fun kind of just having a really successful company, only working with the best people in the world, doing what I want to do and what I'm really good at. I see my, nothing's really changed for me since COVID started except no in-person meetings. So the folks that are struggling and, and um, you know, trying to figure things out, I definitely empathize with that. That said, starting a business from nothing is way more stressful than, I mean, it doesn't even, like, this is just, it's just entrepreneur life. Like, if you don't want to experience this type of stress or up and down, like, don't do this. Do something else. It's pretty simple. Work at McDonald's. Go somewhere else. I mean, most, I've found that, like, what has prepared me in life for this is overwhelming rejection, trying to get a job or whatever, uh, you know, being a journalist, you're just constantly getting hammered and criticized. So like, that's actually perfect preparation for being an entrepreneur. Cause like, if you just can't accept getting told no thousands of times or just the worst depression and anxiety you've ever imagined, then don't, I just wouldn't do this. My, my wife was, I believe, I don't know. I didn't go to college, but I think my wife was, who cares? Yeah, that's great. I think my wife um, studied journalism in college. I think she might have been the college newspaper editor or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I, I've heard some stories from her. Have you done any like investigative journalism stuff? A little bit, but uh, but my like I've done like lengthy kind of reports on state of athletics in a program or like in a time, um, but. The way my brain works is perfect for this type of role because um, as a journalist, I write two to three stories a day on deadline, usually about super interesting, quirky people or things that are going on. And that's what I do now. The people I work with, they're all up to just unbelievable things. And they're the most interesting people that have an investment mindset who have grown something from nothing. And I'm not talking about like a little restaurant or something. I'm talking about like a serious business. Those people are the most interesting because they have like, like all of them, almost all of them have been incredibly depressed, 
they've been like they've been through some of the worst traumatic experiences that you've ever can imagine and they just said whatever i'm just gonna fight my way through this and just be successful and that's the way i am too and like that's just what you do that's entrepreneur Dude, you're, life. Cra you're cracking me up you just <laughs> this is how i am man you this just, how I am every day. You just defended like half the audience <laughs> all the little restaurant owners just left that's I'm okay i know who my audience is and um <laughs> So again, the reason why my why my business has been successful is that um, I know who my my tribe is. Um, a small restaurant is not going to be my client because for the most part, there you have the cost at, at um, scarcity mindset. And yeah. I mean, I have had restaurants as clients. It's just not like so. For example, the the client in Utah that I was talking about, she had four failed businesses. They were about to declare bankruptcy. And um, instead, they started this fifth business, and it was, I think, last year was like 1.5 million or something. That's a client. So that that's that's someone, and then that's someone I'm going to introduce to who shares similar values and stuff. So like, I'm not trying to offend anyone. It's just like I know who my I know who my audience is, and right. then what happens is is I'll go into a room and talk to 20 people or thousands of people, in this case, and then. The 80 to 90 percent will look at me like I'm crazy or an alien, and those people go away very quickly. I only care about the 10, 20, even 5 percent of people that get it. And then those people either become my clients or partners, or they introduce me to people at, on a global level. And so those are the only people that I want to work with or partner with or have relationships with. I, I, I love this question that Jennifer just asked. <laughs> Who's my ideal client? I get that four to five times a day. <laughs> maybe more and it has nothing to do with what they do it, it, it i have to mesh with their brain if i don't mesh with somebody's brain they go away almost immediately a question that i get that i always laugh at inside and i because i know they will not be a client is if someone asks what do you cost or what do you charge within the first five or ten minutes that's an immediate disqualifier so the people i work with now they're like what does an investment with you look like those are the people and wow I don't even, uh, I, I might as well just show you, but I do have a book that just came out. Sure. Let me so, full screen. No, show yeah. it. I want you to show that. Yeah. So this is what I, this is how I created a global company in less than three years. So wow. Number one international bestseller, number one for entrepreneurship in the U S uh, Chris Voss, who wrote never split the difference. He did the forward. Chris is an amazing guy. His book's wow. one of the best business books in the last 20 years. So, this is, it explains my very strange brain that in this case has led to a very successful company. Um, re, she rephrased the question. <laughs> Every one of my clients has been successful, not only because of PR, because of the intros that I make for them. Wow. Here's a great question by Joe Ingram. He's a good buddy of mine out in California. <laughs> That's true. Oh, see, Joe, I already know that Joe has a weird brain like me, and I'd probably get along with him very well. Like, that's, who would ask that? But I love it. Um, <laughs> something with Epic in it. Uh, Cap Captain Epic? Oh, God. Captain Epic. Captain Epic. I love hey, that. Was that Eric who just did that question? Uh, no, it's Joe Ingram. Joe, Joe, can you do a, a a Photoshop with me wearing a pirate hat? My brain does not allow me to do that. But if you can do that <laughs> and um, then put like a bubble saying I'm Captain Epic R or something like that, I'm going to send that to my kids and post to my 40,000 followers on social media. People will love that. That's awesome. Dude. That's good. Good pub for you too, Ken. If you really want to make this a total dumpster fire, and like put that put that ha that hat on me. I'll do it. 
So I was on this call with um, all these uh, amazing entrepreneurs on a global level. And so my wife's a pediatrician. And so she was at the office that day. And so I can barely take care of myself, let alone take care of two kids. And they were in the background. I mean, this is like a very high level group of people and they're attacking each other with a real hammer. Nobody got hurt, but I did a screen grab of my kids attacking each other with a hammer to my followers and people loved it. So if a you real that, hammer. Oh, oh yeah, of course. So oh, when man. I was, when I was born, my dad was 61. He was a world war II soldier. He like, there was no child, like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like we watched cartoons. And um, so like one of the first movies I ever watched with him was 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. And so I watched that movie with my kids the other day. And let me tell you something. They need to get rid of that movie has some very offensive, inappropriate language that should not be said during this day and age. Like in the early 80s, maybe, but not now. Oh, and so um, and so like my kids and I, we, I don't treat them like kids. Like I'm preparing them for entrepreneur life. I think the conversation we're having now is the difference between uh, integrator and, um, and visionary. And she, there the kids are like, all of mommy's friends are integrators and all of your friends are visionaries. <laughs> so it's kind of a funny conversation, but yeah, we don't talk about like, we don't talk about cartoons and stuff. All right, well, pretend I'm seven. What's the difference between an integrator and a visionary? So visionary is someone who looks at things as investments, not costs. An integrator is someone that likes to work with their hands and be part of a, a giant cohesive team, be an employee type person, which is fine. The world needs more, more of those than visionaries for sure. Visionary who's someone who can take a concept and then actually turn it into something, um, in, into something super successful or hire a team that can, that can implement, integrate that for them. So most entrepreneurs, I do a lot of brain self-awareness stuff. Most entrepreneurs have um, very high quick start, meaning they can go boom, 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 boom. So I have that, obviously, yeah. as you can tell from this conversation. But I'm the rare entrepreneur who actually has high follow through as well. So I can follow through on my own quick start. And then um, most entrepreneurs, they have no follow through. So they're all over the place. And that's why they hire a bunch of people to help them in, implement or integrate um, their boom, 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 boom type, type stuff. So. In three years of having my own business, I've met one other person who has a similar uh, Colby score. That's K-O-L-B-E, Series A test, which does uh, Fact Finder, which I'm high in. I'm high in Quick Start. I'm high in Follow Through. And I'd be a zero in implementing, working with my hands or building something if that score existed. So it's a very rare brain, certainly in the entrepreneurial world, but probably in general, too. Wow. Um, that, that's, uh, Jen, Jennifer says she had the same experience. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Oh my God. That's hilarious. That's right. That, so that's another one. I'm probably not based on, okay. So my dad, the one movie where he put it on, I'll remember we got it from West coast video. If anyone remembers that. And so, um, so we, he got the, it was Eddie Murphy raw and he put that in. Oh, that was his life. Yeah. So I was like seven when that came out. Oh my so he God. He let you watch that at seven. No, he turned it off. He turned oh. it off. He's like, it was like, uh, I can't say what the first couple words were. But yeah, I just vividly I and I'm like, uh, and, and I go, why'd you turn that off? He goes, you cannot. So there, are, there is a certain line that, yeah. that, that I don't cross with my kids, but I will say they are fearless they have this really interesting mix of brain because they have my wackadoo entrepreneur, uh, like success driven, like very driven brain. And then my wife, 
She's like super kind. She has a photographic memory. She's brilliant, like can remember anything scientific. And she's like very warm and loving. And so the, I, I like look at my kids. It's really interesting to see how they're like evolving in their brains. So like they're my kids, but then I also look at, I kind of almost look at them scientifically too. It's very interesting to watch. Thanks, Joe. Joe loves you. Yeah, so that's what I mean. That's why I don't like. If people don't like me, that's fine. I only work with people that. Dude, you Joe, Joe's one of my my best friends, and you guys are. Like, Joe, hit me up, man. We'll talk after this. You guys are like twins. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So imagine my company is forty thousand Joes. That's what it is, and it keeps growing every day. And so that's what I mean. There's no, there's no panic. There's no scarcity. There's no cost because those people like Joe. I'm guessing he's very successful. I'm guessing he knows a lot of successful people that are very happy because they're living their dreams like I am and doing what they want to do, which I do and working with the people that I want to, which I do. So it's when you find people like that, it just, they introduce you to more people like that. And then it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. <laughs> Joe, Joe's a good guy. Yeah, Joe. Very sarcastic. He's smiling now and I don't. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. So the, I, I'm looking for, well, Joe also said seven is giving myself, me a lot of credit when I said pretend I'm seven. That's not very <laughs> nice, Joe. So um, he's trolling it. Nice. Yeah, he's oh, he's the king of trolling. Perfect. Jeff, there's so a couple of people have asked where, is it on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's just started in Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's in books a million. It's going to be in Target, Walmart, all those places soon. Um, but yeah, it, the Audible's almost done. So now on Amazon, you can get the Kindle, you know, tablet, whatever, and yeah. then you can get the hardcover, softcover. So wow. yeah, and it's like you can read it in a day. And so here, here's what's interesting about the book is that it's intended. It was intended in my head for like entrepreneurs or hopeful entrepreneurs. And yeah. I've had a lot of really good feedback from those folks. The interesting part of this life is you find out really things that you didn't expect. And so what has happened is that a lot of business owners have bought it for their employees because they want their employees to think in a global network kind of visionary perspective. They want them to still be integrators, but then they have these tools in their head. Oh, there's the book again. I like how I can see the chat. Here. Yeah. You know, here, pull, pull it back so they can see the whole whole thing there. Chris there Voss is. wrote the the foreword to it. Yep. That's awesome, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's a great. And so Chris Voss's son, uh, Brandon, who's an amazing guy, he's in my strategic coach group. If anyone hasn't heard of strategic coach, I highly recommend it. It meets in uh, Chicago, L.A., London, and Toronto. So I go to the Chicago groups because it's like 20 minutes from my house. I'm the only one from Illinois in my group. Um, everybody else flies in and it's all CEOs, founders. Then the other group I'm in is, uh, EO, which is entrepreneurs organization. Yeah. That's a, uh, I mean, that's like the person I just talked to in South Africa. He was, he's in EO and most of my conversations are with people outside the U S now. Cause I just enjoy talking to people on a global level. Here's my, uh, here's my family. So there's my surprisingly normal wife and there are my awesome children, Jake and Chase. So everybody <laughs> meet surprisingly yes. Everyone meets my wife and they're like, wow, your wife's really amazing. Like they're flabbergasted that she married. And, and it doesn't make any sense. Because she's super successful, very kind, love it. I mean, like she's not an entrepreneur. Thank God. Thank God I did not marry someone like me. But 
She's the great mom. She's like, no problem. She's the nicest person ever. And I'm just like, it's a good match. It's a good uh, match. Maybe she doesn't uh, think that, but. Do you know who John Toda, Toda is? No. He's the CEO of a company in New York, but he's, he, he's one of the, I, I forget what his title is. He's one of the head guys at EO in the, okay. in the Northeast, but he's also, um, I, I have another friend that, that was in, what's the coach is strategic, right? Strategic coach. Yeah. Strategic. yeah, I, have yeah, Sullivan's. yeah I, I know somebody that's a, that's a pretty pricey mm -hmm. exclusive coaching group. Yeah, well, you get what you pay for. So um, I think uh, it's around twelve five a year. I would easily invest twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year in it. Just I thought it was a lot more than that. Um, the the 10x uh, program is okay. That's twenty five k a year, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. for companies. I uh, is that. I can't remember the threshold. The groups I'm in, it's for 250K to a million in revenue. And yeah. when you get to the 250K, it, 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 I mean, I don't care about revenue. That's where I really differentiate myself from most entrepreneurs because my company is actually all. Right. Joe's right. Yeah. I don't look at things. That's what I mean. It's all an investment. I know. In EO, EO Accelerator, which I'm in, uh, that's companies 250k to a million. It's only 5,000 in Chicago. Again, I'd easily invest 20 to 30,000 because the people, the people in it are so amazing. Um, and your brain evolves, your brain evolves. So, you know, I, I think that people, people don't, don't really, I, I was having this conversation yesterday. The people that you're hanging out with, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's the most, important part of your life and, yes. and and most people put no thought into it zero Makes no sense it's the opposite of how light again based on my experiences i don't use the word should because i've learned learned not to use the word should but based on my experiences it has nothing to do with transactional it's all real relationships and so um the number one reason why my company's been successful is because i do what i like to do and i do what i'm good at and I learned that, which is called unique ability in strategic coach. So I, I don't do any, I don't do anything else. Um, and then your network equals your net worth. So that's why I'm in all these amazing groups, because when you're around all these people, you, you just rise with them yep. and your brain rises with them. And byproduct is your company's profit rises as well. Um, and like I was a journalist, not making a lot of money. I had no idea what a W nine was or an LLC was before I started this. Like literally I had no idea. I had learned nothing in college. I mean, half of my clients didn't go to college either, Ken, like, cause it doesn't, in terms of running a business, it's not necessarily the most important thing. Um, and, uh, and what college has done for me is created a really good network that has been very important. I think that like for people like my wife who's a pediatrician, obviously college is important, but running a business, not necessarily the most important thing. It's really about having guts and then willing to invest in yourself and investing in your brain and the evolution of your brain. Dude, I'll bet if you like fall off your skateboard and get a boo-boo, your wife <laughs> is perfect to be married to. Um, yeah, that's interesting that that was your response to what I just said, but you know what? I, um, uh, you know, uh, my kids, keep my kids fall off their bike or whatever, you know, the, 
the, the older one did. And he had a, you know, so my wife, you know, sutured his skin or glued it. And I'm like, you know, if I had done that, the kid with his eyes would have been shot with super glue and or dead. But I don't, you know, I don't know how to do anything other than this and connect people. So Dude, I just I, doing on it. I, I didn't know how to take you at first, but I, I, I really do like your, um, I, I, I like your disposition. <laughs> well, this is how I am. So you either like it or you don't. I, I mean, if you don't like it, I don't care. I mean, that's, it's, <laughs> I don't like, it's just, it's, um, so now here is, here is how I have evolved that though. So like most of my wife's friends, they're not, they're not visionaries, which is fine. So I'll go out to dinner and I'll, I'll literally pretend I'm someone else. Like I'll actually act. And so it actually worked out really well. This is pre COVID obviously. And, uh, so then I made a huge mistake. I told my wife, I go, how did I do acting? Like, didn't I, I, I was acting through that whole thing and I shouldn't have said that because it ruined the whole vibe. It ruined the whole vibe of the night. Cause she thought I was really, you know, doing a good job interacting. And, um, Oh geez. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is how I am. So, this, like, And this is, talking to people like you, I get really excited because most people don't think like you. If you get me talking at a party where there's, like, no one who thinks like me, I'll just sit in a corner or pretend right. I'm someone else. So, <laughs> that I'll do it. I love you. I do. I do. I, I love your attitude. What do you think? I always like to um, get like dig into the psychology of things. I don't know why. Um, but like, what do you think gives you, cause it's a, it's a, some people may say that you, you, you come off as arrogant. I don't think. Absolutely. It's totally. It's a, here, so here's the difference. This is one of the chapters in my book. Uh, I'm extremely confident in what I'm really good at. I'm not, right. co- I hate cocky people cause they think they're good at everything. I'm not, I'm good at two things and, and being a get, I'm, and being a dad. So I'm really good at three things above average to average husband and then useless besides that i have i'm terrible at everything else so that's that's not arrogant at all that's the opposite of arrogance um so i mean no i'm terrible at most if you it i installed the light bulb today and that took me three weeks to do that i was just staring at it i'm like okay so i eventually did it today because we had a babysitter come over but you ask me to do anything that's outside of my comfort zone, two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to get very angry and annoyed right away. Or two, I just won't do it. So that's not <laughs> arrogance. That's like just knowing who you are and what you're good at. I love that, man. Where do, where do you think that, that that confidence comes from? Yes. One, um, I'm in the right networking groups with the right people. Mm. All of these people are successful for the most part because they have the right type of brain. Yeah. I, uh, someone in my EO chapter in Chicago, she lost 95% of her business in two days and there was no panic. There was no, she just started a new business. Right. So I introduced her to 40 different people that might be good clients for her. That has nothing to do with my PR firm. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, so when you're around people like that, then that's what happens. The other thing is if you can build a successful business out of nothing, like literally nothing, which I was able to do, I'm convinced you can pretty much do anything. I mean, I don't think there's, in my opinion, I mean, based on my experience, I don't think there's anything harder than starting a business from nothing. And when you overcome depression, high levels of anxiety roller coaster, and you get used, not comfortable, but because this is never a comfortable life. Yeah. for the most part. But if you, when you get used to that 
and you and you see the success and you realize the conversations you have two years ago are the ones now that where it's leading to great things that it's not a, I'm having a conversation with you right now and you're going to give me $50,000 that day. I mean, that does happen sometimes, but it's pretty rare. So yeah. when you realize how this life works and you hang out with the right people and I constantly work on my brain, con like constantly, every single day I'm learning something, then that's what, that this is the byproduct of all of that. So what are some of the things that you do to, to work on your brain? And do you ever work on your humanity? Yes. <laughs> yes. So I only work with people that are helping people at least on a local level. Yeah. Most of them are on a global, at least national level, but a lot of them are on a global level. Um, definitely don't work with shysters. I, my BS meter is at very peak high yeah. and uh, my rates and directness and attitude weed out most of that right away. Um, wow. I love that. Man. People who become my clients, they think very similar to me just in terms of a global perspective of helping people. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like I literally spend most of my day just making interest to people that have nothing to do with my business. And then it really helps them. That's the, so, I mean, I, I help more people than 99.9% .9 of the people on the planet. There's no doubt. But I will say it's the right people, the right people who understand what to do with those intros. And they understand that it helps them to make great intros for me as well. So not as, certainly not as many as I do for them. I mean, maybe for every one intro I get, I probably make five or six. But still, that's again, the byproduct is that the results are there. So do you do you like dealing with whiners? No, I don't deal with any whiners. Why would that was I a rhetorical that? Yeah. No. So again, people that ask, what do you cost or what do you charge? Those are the people, again, based on my experience, that those are the ones that whine because they're yeah. not happy with their own lives. They're looking at everything as a cost or a financial thing. People I work with are the total opposite of that. They've invested heavily in their businesses and brands. They've been successful because of those investments. They're usually the happiest people ever because they give like I give. They genuinely care about people, which is I genuinely care about people. Again, the right types of people. Yeah. And and they see their family when they want to. They're enjoying their life. They're doing their their superpowers and embracing those superpowers. So that's what I do. And most people, the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is you get to see who you like. You get to see who you really don't like. You get to see what you like to do. You get to see what you don't like to do. You're learning something every day. Your, your brain evolves every single day. So the way I look at it is this is just the beginning. It's going to be so much fun. What happens even two hours from now or two days from now. And it's just, it's just really fun when you get to do what you like to do and what you're good at and hang out with all these amazing people. And for me, I'm usually the dumbest person in the room to talk about your arrogant comment from someone else earlier. Like that's, I like being the dumbest person in the room so I can be like a sponge and just learn from people. Dude, I, I think that, and, and I, I, you know, I wasn't inferring that you were, arrogant i just i i think no, i can i know people my wife says that to me all the time she's like you're rubbing people the wrong way i'm like well that's that's on them not me like this is who i am so i, I, I live in the forest. you already see the rest of my backyard there's my that's not a forest <laughs> it's play there so the person who lived before the people who lived here they lived um or they lived they did not live there they worked at the chicago botanical garden so they brought in all of these uh, nice flowers oh. and stuff. Now look at this. Hold on. I don't know if you can Dude, see. Dude, that's so. I'm like a hundred year old living in a forty three year old's body. Wow. You see the bird feeders there? Can you see those? Yeah. Wow. Ten bird feeders in my backyard. 
uh, I'm like an old man and I like, I just like looking at birds and that's my activity, I guess, besides running and stuff. But dude, that's freaking awesome, man. So, so let me ask you a question. I ask everybody this and I'm going to make this the last question. Cause I know you have a, another commitment and thank you. Um, so what do you think? And, and, and for just a moment, put aside the fact that you only deal with ballers cause you do. Um, what do you think the number one thing is that holds people back in business and in life from, from making the super high level achievements that we're talking about? The number one thing. So I can speak from experience and from what I've seen from other businesses and being in wrong networking groups and then being in the right ones. And I have slightly said this already, but when you are at a lower level of thinking, a lower level of networking group, lower level of business, it's thinking of things as costs. When you can, and that's the thing that most people, especially entrepreneurs have said, that's the top thing they've gotten out of reading my book in terms of the chapter said, only work with people who look at things as investments, not costs. Mm -hmm. Most people have this mindset that everything is a cost and everything is an investment, everything, every single thing, in my opinion, based on my experience, everything you do from the time of this interview from the time of talking to someone for the time of doing your work for the time of spending your kit with your kids. It's an investment either in time, money, productivity, life. And when you get to that bridge, that gap between cost and investment, and that can happen. It happened to me and I've seen it happen to some of my clients and yeah. some of the other businesses. Then it's really a very cool thing that happens. It's like, um, it's almost an immediate positive life changing aspect. You see people start to glow. And even though I don't smile that much, I'm definitely super happy and very pleased with how my life is, has been and how it's going moving forward. So um, I, I really think that's the thing that's holding people back is that they're surrounded by people who they're basically, especially smaller business owners, they're surrounded by other people that are not, that are enabling them to think in this cost mindset, as opposed to hang out with the people that I hang out with, that would be like, we're not dealing with this BS. You're like, what are you talking about? Right. It's an investment. So finding the right people and finding the right mindset, super important. How do you weed the people? I mean, I'm sure people have gotten into your, your, your space that were, uh, De definitely look joe says and now you can add me as another life bonus thanks joe, joe <laughs> well, connect with you, me on linkedin man how do you weed like especially family right you yeah, I that, no, 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 don't get me started with it. that's a different that's a different animal so um um so i grew up in the north shore of chicago very entitled penny pinching uh, the worst, the worst cost uh, scarcity mindset ever. Everybody here has a silver spoon. And I never, I mean, I didn't think like that. So I was going to these networking groups and I'm like, I mean, I'm like felt horrible. Cause I'm like, nobody understands what I'm thinking. And, um, again, all these people I ever thought of was cost. What do you cost? What do you charge? It was all about 
transactional. It wasn't about real relationships. And so, again, when somebody asks me, what do you cost? What do you charge? With? Certainly during our first conversation, I know they'll never be a good client. And then they'll also be in, likely be in the wrong network of people where they're hanging out with those cost scarcity mindset people. And those people are multiple for multiple reasons. They're toxic. So to your point, every now and then one kind of weasels their way in. Um, but again, that failure and allowing someone like that into my life, at least even for a minute, it's a learning experience from making sure it doesn't happen again. Love that, man. Man, I, I, I can't wait to read your book, dude. Oh, but, thanks, man. I, I mean that. Joe, uh, it sounds like a few people have already picked it up. So right? um, that's awesome. Dude, thank you. I, 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 I want to give, give you time to get ready for your next meeting. So thank I, you. I thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I appreciate everybody that's been on here. And the best place to follow you is where? Sure. So I have 40,000 followers on social media, including more than 21,000 on LinkedIn. So Justin Breen on LinkedIn. Um, I use LinkedIn as a commercial for other people and it's led to endless jobs or leads or amazing relationships. So that, and then my website is uh, brepicllc.com. So you can see B-R-E-P-I-C-L-L-C.com, brepicllc.com. Love it, dude. Justin, you're a rock star, man. Where's my I pirate hat, man? I'm waiting. <laughs> Come on, Joe. So I'll put my Marquette hat on. Even though I didn't go to Marquette, I wear this just to troll a family that the entire family went to Marquette. And so I just wear that hat just to bother them. And they don't even know I'm wearing it. Um, but I'm going to tell them that I did that on this podcast just to bother them. So <laughs> Joe and I might, I don't know. He might be the king of trolls. Joe, is, Joe is a great, great troll. He's, <laughs> He's a great <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Joe, there's one of one of friends, Doctor Bill. <laughs> How do you continuously let Joe? Hey, see, I'm smiling. You got me to smile. Wow, that's a miracle. Wow, oh I think God. you and Joe might be two peas. Uh, I say that when I introduce people. Now, you guys are two peas in a pod. That's how you make introductions a lot. I love it, man. Bill says he lives under a bridge. Oh, Joe does. This is some feisty no, group, man. Joe's a, Joe's a rock star, man. So <laughs> listen, man, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you to everybody who's been on and shared. Go pick up Epic Business by Justin Breen. Pick it up today. Pick up five copies and give, give them away. Give them away. Save people's lives, man. That's right. That's right, dude. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to end this now. Thank you to everybody who watched. If you shared it out, you're awesome. If you didn't share it out, unfriend me now. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Thanks, Justin.